You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This weekend's UFC 261 is sure to be a can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined in studio, in the brand spanking new studio, by producer T and producer Pigeon. We also have Nick Floor on the line. Nick, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, boys. You know, it's a nice summer-esque day in California. I got the new PC up and going. I'm, I'm ready. Dude, that thing's a beast. You were showing me pictures. Man, that that thing's unreal. Yeah, it's it's been five months in the making due to some uh, semiconductor shortages and some tariffs, but she's finally here and she's she's cranking out the FPS. The damn tariffs, I tell you. Tariffs. Tariffs always get in the way. Uh, Producer T, how you doing? Oh man, I'm doing great. So happy to be here in the new studio. It's it's uh, it's unreal. unreal. It's unreal. We're not we're not quite done the studio. We're no. getting there though. We're gonna get some more lighting and whatnot, some more uh, more foam on the wall, make us sound a little bit better, a little yeah. less echoey. But yeah, I'm pumped. We finally have a dedicated studio, yeah. which is awesome. And and we're not in Ladysmith. We're and moving we're, on up to, to Nanaimo. Moving on up to Nanaimo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's is that uh, geographically moving on up, or is that just a uh, yeah. both? So, yeah. Yes, both. Yeah, yeah both. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Nice. That was producer Pigeon. Producer Pigeon, how you doing? I mean, they they forced me here, and now I'm uh, now there's a designated studio. There's a designated producer. Yeah, I think I can't I can't leave now. I'm stuck (laughs) in this room forever. It's like a cage here. Yeah. SOS, please. He's chained down. What was the name that uh, someone suggested oh, for the, the pigeon, pigeon hole? The pigeon I mean, if this hole. is going to be my new home, literally strapped to this producer's seat, you might as well call it the pigeon hole. It might as well be the pigeon hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, it's it's great to be here, boys. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to do some fun stuff in this studio. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. All right, boys, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. Uh, you can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod, and you can follow the network the hockey podcast network at hockey pod net producer T you can follow myself at producer underscore T E E and Nick you can find me on Twitter at Nick floor underscore and uh, producer pigeon at producer underscore pigeon. There we go. Ooh. There we go. Who's going to do Kyle's. At Kyle uh, at McLaren <laughs> underscore K. Oh my gosh. At Kyle McLaren. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very appropriate sound drop there for producer T. Um, all right, boys, let's get into our first topic here. I want to talk about Patty Marlowe uh, tying Gordie Howe's record for most games played in the NHL at 1,767. How are you? I mean, the, looking at those numbers, that's incredible. And the fact that he's still motoring out there, I mean, he's he's a third, fourth line guy now, but he's still contributing to the team. It's amazing. I, I think hands down, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Oh, without a without a hesitation that this that he has to be in the Hall of Fame with that record, I feel. There you know? is hesitation though. That's the thing here, boys. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, bring up that topic and don't think Patrick Marlowe should be in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, it's 
it's not based on just his games played. It's it's look at his career. He's yeah. been a point of game player for a lot of years. You know, this guy's been on Team Canada, won Olympic gold, all the rest of it. Hasn't won a Stanley Cup, but I'm not going to take that away from a guy if you're looking at putting him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think there should be any any debate on it. Um, I, don't, I can't even – what's the argument for him not just because he hasn't won a Stanley Cup? I mean, like I think it's basically – Patrick Marlowe was never like one of the top three players in the league at any point. He was always in the top 10, but for me, like he was in the top 10 for like 10 years yeah, for so long. Yeah. Right? I don't know, still Nick, what do you think? I think the, uh, the argument essentially stems from it's similar arguments in the NFL world where people use these like popularity contests as like weighted discussion points for some reason, like, Oh, he didn't have a bunch of all pros. So he shouldn't go to the NF or he shouldn't go to the hall of fame, you know, stuff like that. You know, just the longevity in his tenure and just what he's done in his career to me kind of puts him in that hall of fame, not as like just a insta lock, but like, yeah, he's going to make it in the hall of fame within, within the first couple of ballots, whenever he's eligible for it. Um, but a lot of people believe that it, Stanley Cups matter more than anything, even though it's a team sport, you know, whereas the Hall of Fame is commendations for a uh, individual and what they did individually for the league or for the NHL. And if you look at where he's at in the record book and who he's surrounded by, I believe almost everybody is a Hall of Famer. So that's just how I feel about it. Um, a lot of people that that didn't watch him play for what feels like 50 years now. Uh, feel that he doesn't deserve it just because of longevity. Um, Bay Area fans will understand this with uh, Frank Gore. I know you guys might not know a lot about it. He's a longtime running back. He's still playing in the game currently right now. Uh, extremely long tenure, but some people don't believe he's a lock into the Hall of Fame for some reason for the exact same reason that Patrick Marlowe is being argued, argued to not be in the Hall of Fame. So for me, they're both first ballot in my personal opinion, but that, again, is my personal opinion. And uh, we'll see how the voters feel come come the time. Yeah, we have some few comments coming into uh, Marcus Hunt saying he is easily a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, for me, it's no question. Yeah. Well, look, if Jerome McGinley is a Hall of Famer, isn't isn't that the same? Isn't that the same you know ilk of talent that you could compare a Marlowe, a Thornton, you know those type of players who weren't necessarily at Sidney Crosby's level or you know Lemieux and you know you go down the list of you know the the true greats of the sport, but excelled in pretty much every area to get them there. I, I think if you look at that, a hundred percent, and he's a Canadian boy with gold medals. Let's go. Yeah, no, exactly. and I think if you're setting the bar with Jerome McGinley. I think Marlowe's in right away. Was, wasn't Jerome McGinley number 12? What, what do you mean? Like his jersey number. You yeah. wore jersey number 12? Mm-hmm. There you go. Patrick Marlowe, number 12. <laughs> wow, look at that. There you have it. This guy's on it. This easy, guy's easy. on it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. If you're using McGinley as like the bar, then Patrick Marlowe should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, 100%. There we go. Hall of Fame. Book it, put 50 bucks down on that DraftKings promo code THPN. Um, all right. So, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about a potential playoff run for the San Jose Sharks. Boys, it's looking less likely now. We're five points out of a playoff spot. We just dropped two games against the Minnesota Wild. I think it's out of our reach now. That's I think the hopes, even, sorry, the hopes are not, gone. That's not even like the, the problem. It wasn't the two games against Minnesota. It was the two games against Anaheim that really kind of painted the picture. One of them being a shutout and the other one being two minutes and 35 seconds from being a back-to-back shutout from a third-string goaltender. So uh, too many glaring mistakes on this team for them to be considered in playoff contention, in my opinion. So uh, put them exactly where I thought they were at about fifth or sixth in the division. Well, I mean, and if the San Jose Sharks did somehow make the playoffs, it would be done in four games. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, there's no chance. It was already going to be a stretch when we were a point out, and you know, that relied on Arizona, you know, blowing it, and us, and and St. Louis, you know, and St. Yeah. Louis blowing it, and us, and us actually winning our games, and 
that we didn't do our part of the job. You know, we can't control anyone else around us. When something depends on the San Jose Sharks winning games yeah. at this point, you, you can't count on that. I, I know. And it, you know, it, it turned so quickly because it felt like we actually had some optimism and we really yeah. did, you know, but then boom, two games. And it, like you said, Nick, I think you're right. It had nothing to do with really the last two Minnesota games. It was the two games against Anaheim. It just kind of set the tone like, yeah, this team, the team ain't there this year. Yeah, they, doesn't look like they want to be there. No, because you know? I mean, you know, the games against Anaheim, those are the games that it's like you have to win these moving forward. Sure, you can drop a game or two against a team like the Minnesota Wild. You kind of expect that, but you got to beat these California teams. Th- those two games could have been the turning point and, and, you know, really shown what direction this San Jose Sharks like squad wanted to go, whether they really wanted to make that push. But, yeah. you know, to... to and the performance that they did, it wasn't like they were close games. You know, it, it was, yeah, it's been a really bad week for the Sharks overall. I mean, and that stretches back to their their loss against LA as well, 4-2. to two. They're on a five-game losing streak. You're looking at out of 10 possible points, we expected them to at least get six, you know, beating the teams they were supposed to be beating, and they didn't. And I go back to what Doug Wilson said earlier in the year when he kind of had his State of the Union address prior to the deadline. He says, oh, no. We're going to move forward. We're going to do a reset with this core. Dude, this core ain't winning shit. Yeah. Like, I'm putting it out there right now. There's no way. The one person playing up to their contract is Evander Kane, the guy who's under the most scrutiny off the ice. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he doesn't live up to that contract, I mean, he, he's, yeah. he's got no money. Couture <laughs> gets a bit of a pass. Um, he's playing injured. It's very obvious. You know, Hurdle had COVID. I don't know how he's feeling with that to be a top-end athlete dealing with something like that. But every single person you go down the list is just dog shit. Like, they're just playing, like you guys said, they don't care. They don't want to be in the playoffs. You know, and Jones having, like, a sub-800 save percentage since the trade deadline just just goes to show this core is not going to win a Stanley Cup at all. Something that kind of worried me about it, it overall the, you know, the past week is that there was a big, um, there was kind of an attention p- brought to the fact that Bob Bruner had this big team meeting right after the practice and, and just to, to really emphasize how important those, these games were going to be. And, you know, it was time for them to, to really kind of step up and, you know, when you see the guys perform like that after that kind of meeting and after the media knowing that there was that kind of meeting, you've got to wonder how much faith these guys have in in Bob Bruner, you know, and, and how much effect is he going to have in these on these guys and whether he is the guy to, to move forward with this team and get us through this, you know, kind of tricky period, because that that didn't fill me with confidence. Do you do you think it's a matter of leadership and, and you know, attitude in the room? Or do you think it maybe it's just comes down to we don't have the talent to really be a playoff team? Well, we've we've discussed in the past that we've lost a lot of leadership in Pavelski in, in Thornton. Right. But but at the end of the day, you can't you can't. I mean, a captain is a is a captain, but you really do need a coach to lead that team. And, and yeah. you can't just get keep getting rid of the any kind of players. You know, yeah, we didn't fill that gap, but we do still have you know Brent Burns on there, Couture's on there. You know, we Marlowe, I mean, I know he's a quiet guy, but he you know he carries a lot of experience. Yeah, um, I it I think it's lacking on both ends. I think we're lacking the leadership in the squad itself and in the coaching department. I agree. 100%. Uh, I don't know how you say this. Amen report. Would you, is that Amen. How you say? Amen report Amen. says Jones is on his way to a buyout this offseason. Nick, you said this, I don't know how many times this year. Yeah, he's he's if he's not getting bought out, he's getting exposed. And good luck trying to coax Seattle into taking him. Uh, they'll protect Kojanosh with their goalie protection and expose him. And if he's not selected if, or if they can't coax him to get selected, he's going to get bought out, in my opinion. And like you touched on, I've been saying it for a long time now. And I, I actually, I think Kevin Kurz tweeted out like, oh, we, we're going back on back-to-back games against Minnesota, a very high-powered team. And, it, and it's showing. Like, they're, they're winning the games they're supposed to win as opposed to us, which we're not. Um, we're going back-to-back with Jones for what seems like no apparent reason. And it's it, at what point do you have to understand that what you have or what you don't have with Jones isn't going to change? Like, the, the four-game stretch where he posted just absolutely stunning numbers isn't sustainable for a guy like Martin Jones. So what's the point in not playing the kids at this point? You know, you're not going to make the playoffs. 
Kojanosh needs NHL experience. All the young guys need NHL experience. I want to see Merkley get brought up. You know, he's he's back from his injury. I want to see if you're going to lose, lose young. I've tweeted that out so many fucking times with the Sharks hashtag. I can't even. It's just we're beating a fucking dead <laughs> horse at this point. Like, I just can't continue to watch what product they are putting out on the ice and expect something different. And obviously, like you said, team meeting didn't do jack shit because no one came out and did anything. The only two people that have, you know, advanced statistics can can kind of tell the story. The only people putting out any effort, it seems like, is Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson. And Evander Kane is doing exactly what he's supposed to do, what he's paid to do, or whatever they're paying Centennial Bank for him to do, whatever it may be. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, it's it's frustrating from a fan's perspective, especially because he, you know, Doug Wilson doubled down on this core this year. He said, no, 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 this core can be effective moving forward. But the numbers aren't matching up at all. No, they're not. Um, and yeah, it, it's tough because you look at the situation right now this season, you look to next year and you look to the year after even. I don't know how much change is going to happen to this roster. I mean, I mean of course, they are going to change some pieces. And we saw that this past trade deadline. No, no important key pieces to the team. But I mean, you're going to need to change a lot moving forward if you want anything different. Which, yeah. by the way, boys, just want to give a shout out to Iman. Um, he's been uh, he's been watching this since the beginning. He's commenting here. So shout out. Thanks yeah. for tuning into the Stick Hungry podcast. Yeah, it looks like Iman actually had a, a hot take here saying Bob Bugner will be gone by the middle of next season. Yeah. I, I mean, I I'm, can't I would, disagree. I would be I would be surprised if they didn't move from him this offseason. Um, it's it's a big decision to move a coach in the middle of the season, um, yeah. especially knowing that we're not going to be uh, competing next year. So it is, it is kind of a hot take, but either, I think they either move on from him in this off season or they're going to give him another full year. I don't, you know, we saw what happened with when we got rid of uh, Pete DeBoer halfway, you know, not even halfway through the season and that didn't turn out too well for us, did it? So well, I don't think hey boys, that. we actually have a caller. Oh, we have our first caller. Oh, wow. How are you? Hello, you are live on the Stick Hungry podcast. Who is this? Oh, Shane is on the line. Shane, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Um, you're our first caller it's ever. Giving, giving me throwbacks, on, man. On the live stream, yeah. Shane Van Ice, by the way, folks, used to call in uh, on our radio show uh, at CHLY one one seven in Nanaimo. Um, and we, he would call in with some raps to do do the on air rap battles with Lindsay. You got a rap for us, Shane? You got a rap for us, Shane? No, actually, I don't. <laughs> but uh, my, my, I had a question. Um, say Eric Carlson's contract is up right now, and you, and say he like has to sign with the Sharks. How much would you pay him? Ooh, that's a good. Five that's a good question. Dollars. Five million dollars. I I think that you would probably sign. Here's the thing. It depends on the years. If we're talking about, let's say, let's just say a three-year contract. I think. 7.5 that's the exact number i had okay had. that's that's weird yeah. literally i was thinking around 7.5 nick three-year contract eric carlson what do you think i'd give him the exact same contract that tomas shuttle had 6.25 a year 6.25 okay yep. okay whether um, he'd sign it or not is i don't think i mean i don't think he yeah. would. But. <laughs> pigeon your thoughts Seven, seven. All right. Yeah, yeah. we're all kind so of the, the same range. Yeah, between six and a half, seven and a half million dollars, I think is par for. Definitely that. ain't close to double digits. No, you know, Shane. What, what do you no. think it would be? Um, I, w- I don't know. I, I'd say probably right, maybe around six. I don't know. Right, right around six. Yeah, we're all kind of in the same ballpark yep. there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Shane, you had no idea going into this. You just picked six because we picked seven. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was just like, that's a good question. <laughs> Shane, uh, how are we looking in the new studio? Oh, it looks good. Awesome. Any lag? Yeah, any it. lag Just on good. the stream? No, there wasn't. I was on the Twitter one, and there's no lag on that one. Awesome. That's what we want to hear. Look at us going here, man. Live yeah. feedback from the fans. Live you feedback, love it. Shane. This is awesome. You got to call more often. Like we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna do this every every damn time. Well, look, we still have the San Jose number right through the yes, open phone yes, app. So everyone watching the stream, you can call in live. You can leave a voicemail. We'll definitely play the voicemail, but we'll take your call. We'll take your calls live, and then anyone locally, well, we'll figure out a local number. Shane, just 
Shane knows Dylan's numbers. So we're not going to hand that out to everyone, but we will get a local number for those, uh, you know, in BC to call as well. Yeah. And uh, I don't know the San Jose number off the top of my head because we haven't no. used the open phone for a little while. I will get that. Give me one sec. After we hang up on Shane, I'll find it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there you go. Producer Pigeon's going to get it up for us. But uh, thanks, Shane. Have a good one. Hey, you too, man. All right. And, and you I know think, what? Um, the craziest part is we've we've literally just moved up the street from the CHLY studios, too. True. There you go. Just a throwback. I'm in report coming that. in again on Twitter. It says changes need to start with a coup to this offseason. They need other eyes not named Sommer next year. Where I, I would normally agree with that sentiment. Um, Roy Sommer's done an absolute phenomenal job with the minimal prospect pool that he has been given the last 10 years, essentially. Whereas now he's got quite a few better names essentially to work with and it's starting to show the CUDA actually just swept the Texas stars in, in good convincing fashion um, with goals by you know who would have guessed Scott Reedy someone we just got over from uh, Minnesota we have uh, Chikovich just coming over from Torpedo in the KHL scored as well you know, there's a lot of younger guys down in the system that I feel like are going to be taking the next step next year um, and, and contributing to the main club. But the biggest questions for us involve the current core. And that's where I think we're, we're, we're uh, criticizing the Sharks kind of front office moving forward is why they opted to keep. And I don't think that he didn't try per se. I feel like given the current market with the flat cap, you know, you can't get rid of guys like Burns. You can't get rid of guys like, um, you know, maybe even LeBanc, even though there were some calls on him. I think it's harder for them to move off of these kind of front-loaded contracts or essentially that are hamstringing the team right now. And Iman also says that youngsters could benefit from fresh eyes. And I, I agree 100%, especially, you know, a new system. But but again, I feel like Sommer's doing a great job down there. He's, you know, he's prepped people like Kevin LeBanc, like Timo Meyer, like Tomas Hurdle momentarily down in the AHL to help with the big club moving forward. So I think the biggest emphasis is going to be put on the young guys that are ready to go into the NHL moving forward to come in and make an impact and on the core to do their fucking job essentially at the end of the day. Yeah. And I mean, listen, looking at the, the Barracuda, it's like, we're not expecting any of these guys coming up through that system to be second line guys, to be first line guys and put up 30 goals a year. We're expecting these guys to fill out the roster, fill out the third line, fourth line positions and be good, cheap, complimentary pieces yeah. to the core that we already have. Mm -hmm. If we can get some good guys in there, Hey, maybe we can do some damage, but like Nick, like you just said, our core has to step it up because this year they really haven't except for maybe Evander Kane. Yeah. yeah. And, and at that point, it's not even really stepping up. It's just him doing what he's expected to do. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think Brent Burns is only has like, I don't have his stats directly in front of me like I should, but he's, he had like one goal in his last 10 games. It's just the Sharks players aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, you know, Evander Kane leads the team with 36 points in 44 games, which is an amazing feat. Um, biggest thing is only 40 penalty minutes in those 44 games. That's like an impressive step forward for Evander Kane to move towards a pure scorer and not like that tough guy. But he can't afford any fines either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and he's got 143 shots as well. So, like, hmm. that's great for Vander, but it just kind of puts a big red flag on everyone else because Hurdle is next at 28 points, and then Couture at 26, Burns at 26. Like, Timo Meyer at 25 points in 42 games is not going to cut it. Do you, Especially if you're only we... five points ahead of Ryan Donato, they're, come on now. <laughs> Do you think he, his performance has maybe even warranted a trade for Kane? Would that be something that maybe that we could Sell see this offseason? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, he's he's not a player that doesn't come, you know, without a reputation. So, and uh, how old is he now? He's he's in his late twenties, right? He's he's definitely off the top of my head. I don't know, yeah. but late twenties, I would assume. Uh, yeah, I think twenty nine. 29 yeah. yeah you know I, mean, I think if if i was a team you know that a, a contender looking at evander kane this past season i mean i could see myself giving up some some value to get him give, giving up some draft picks maybe a young player you know you look at a guy like that if you add him to a team like i'm just gonna pick a random team let's just say the colorado avalanche you put him on that team that could bring them to the next step you yeah know? if, oh, if they sure. don't win the cup this year which i th think they might but moving into next season that's a possibility yeah but the biggest asterisk next to all these like hypotheticals is money, right? Yeah. He just signed a big extension. So he's getting cash 
over the next six years. He's getting seven million, I believe, over the next six. Well, he's Brent not Burns, getting those, but... <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. It's going against the cap hit of the team that takes him. So no one is going to take these long term deals that Doug Wilson has handed out. So I'm I'm really interested to see what he's going to do in this offseason to fix the glaring problems. And it's not just X, Y, or Z either. It's not like, oh, just fucking Jones, you know, giving up 18 softies on 20 attempts, you know. It's it's the lack of offense. It's yeah. the, the porous defense in front of Martin Jones. The whole team is a problem right now. And I don't know if replacing Bob Bugner with someone else could help. It probably will. I don't know who... You know, you got to think of, like, sunk costs, essentially. Like, who can you replace him with that's going to be better? And that's where you start talking about other coaches. You know, you have... Well, here's here's my opinion on the coaching matter. Like, is there a point... If if you're the San Jose Sharks and you're looking realistically, this team's probably not going to be good for another two, three years, minimum. Mm -hmm. Is, Is there a point of firing Bob Bugner now to hire another guy to come in and have another three bad seasons. And then everyone's calling for him to get fired at the end of his tenure. Or do you just keep Bob Bugner now, keep him for a couple of years. And once the team is starting to turn the corner, then you get a more experienced guy in and take the sharks to that other level. I think that's what you do. Yeah. He got that three-year contract, right? So they were expecting a quick turnaround. They were expecting to be very, a lot more competitive this year than they were last year, which is, technically statistically true and then they're looking to make the playoffs by year two and then hoping to be in a win window or a window i guess uh for the third year of his contract and then talk about you know an extension moving forward but how realistic is that right now i think you know the sharks are either 10th or or ninth best odds for the tank right now so i don't know it's there's too many problems to really isolate a single issue, it feels like, on this team. Yeah, and speaking of tank, we have the uh, tankathon coming up in this episode. But uh, Producer Pigeon, the best producer in the world, uh, has given me the phone number, the San Jose number, 669-201-9545. That's 669-201-9545. Give us your calls. Uh, you know, if you want to rap on the calls, you can do whatever you want. You, you, <laughs> you want to vent? I know there's a lot of Sharks fans out there on Twitter that want to vent right now. No venting. <laughs> no, but Pigeon says no venting. No, what, you can, what are we, your counselors? <laughs> uh, vent away. Vent away, folks. We can start charging. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I'm liking the way you think. Um, do we get into like these wild games at all? Like, there's, there's not a lot for me to say. Like, the first game, Martin Jones let three goals in on the first six shots. Yeah. And that's mm. just kind of all you really need to know about that game. Yeah. Um, Piss poor performance in, in both, to be honest. The second was even worse, the second game. Yeah. Uh, they just had no gas. It looks it looked like the team just really didn't care, to be honest. Oh, he needs God. some milk. This team does need some milk. They really do. They need something to strengthen them up. Because uh, it ain't working. They need a lot of milk, boys. A lot of <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I, go ahead, Nick. Sorry. I was, what, what can you say, really, to you? Yeah. What can you say? No, and like... It's just everything on this team right now, the defense, the offense. And, hey, we have a, another comment from Twitter from the I-Man report saying, I'm seeing a lot of parallels between the Sharks and the G- San Francisco Giants teams of the past few seasons. Nick, you can get into that. <laughs> I think the I'm not a <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I'm actually an A's fan, so I can't relate, you know, specifically to the Giants per se. You, you know the sport. Um, I don't. <laughs> yeah, baseball hits stick with – or you know, hit ball with stick thing. Big ball. Big ball. No, I think the issue – uh, I think we had Jordan on a while ago, and he talked about kind of the similarities with the Giants as well, how the biggest parallel that doesn't match up is the hardware, right? The Giants got three rings in five seasons. So, I mean, you're talking about you can you can make whatever excuse you want up for the team. It's like, look, you got fucking three championships. Shut the fuck up, right? So the Sharks can't say that. So the biggest parallel is you hand out contracts to the guys who performed in the playoffs and hoping the core can move forward and you replenish through the farm system, right? But... The Giants won. The Sharks didn't. So if you don't win, at what point do you have to try to rip the fucking Band-Aid off and be like, look, all right, we need to take what we can get. I mean, look what, uh, what was it, the Mantha trade. Why could that not have been Kevin LeBanc moving forward? Yeah. You get two great players with Panic and Vrana and picks to get rid of LeBanc. Now you're building some depth. Maybe you can move forward with the core, but the core is a lot smaller than you think it is. Maybe the core is just Couture, Kane, 
Carlson, Balsers. And then everyone else can get shipped the fuck off. Maybe Meyer as well. Well, like, even those guys that you listed off, I agree, like, right now they're our core. But, like, if we do go through some sort of reset, we, of course, you, you need to keep some guys around. You need veteran presence. You need, you need to score some goals at the end of the day, even if you're losing. But, you know, if they're 28, 27 now, you know, in three years, four years, when this team really wants to start going, they're going to be old and they're going to get shipped out. Which I, I guess is fine. But I, I guess you just have to pick and choose which guys you keep around for that transition and which guys will actually want to play for a team going through a rebuild. Yeah, I mean, again, the Sharks have no finish. They have a lot of really good metrics that are like within the top 10 in the league about 5v5 scoring chances, high danger chances for all that stuff is there. But the finish isn't there. They don't have the scorers to to match essentially what the stats are saying. So I don't know. It's there's too much riding on this offseason. I personally said it multiple times. I feel like this is going to be Doug Wilson's biggest offseason of his career, figuring out ways to get NHL ready players. Because if, if you're if you're really committed to this fucking core, right? You need NHL ready players. You can't take a chance on a Ryan Merkley in this upcoming draft that can sit down in the minors for four years and develop and turn into a great player. You need better players from the NCAA system, you know, just the, maybe the, uh, the Finnish Liga, the SHL, you need to tap into the more NHL ready guys moving forward and find ways to move money. Much like you did convert these assets that you acquired at the trade deadline and get better players for the depth because what you're working with right now is not working. Boys, the mood change from two <laughs> weeks ago to today is unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, I, I think this is probably a good time to get into uh, Tankathon, the draft lottery simulator. And actually, producer Pigeon, uh, we didn't set it up in the outline, so I don't know if we have it this week. But do we have a tea time? I have a couple questions. Okay, we not too many, not an extensive yeah. list. You know, one first first day in the new studio, wanted to make sure yep. you know all the prep was clean for this episode and everything technically was working out. But I, I just on the fly got a couple together, so we'll we'll get into the draft lottery simulator, and then while you guys are doing that, and I'll, I'll bring it up on screen, I'll, I'll get the last couple questions teed up. All right, there you have it, folks. And if you have any team tea time questions you want to submit, just comment on the live stream. Uh, T will answer all questions. I will. Doesn't matter how gnarly or Everything. nasty they He'll are. Try. He'll try. He'll she will try. Um, all right, Producer folks. Pigeon, did you say you had questions teed up? I heard that. Oh, oh I my hear god, that. dude! The dad in me was just like, <laughs> "Well done, let's go." <laughs> All right, folks, uh, we're going to get into the draft lottery simulator right now. Uh, and then also after the break, we're going to get into some tea time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. All right, folks, the NHL draft lottery simulator uh big thanks to tankathon.com slash nhl for putting this on uh what position are we right now i think we're number nine if mm-hmm. i can read that correctly um so you know not not a high chance that we get the first overall or even in the top three but last week i think we were in spot number 11 and we ended up with the first overall pick so it's we got a chance here folks we got a chance um all right, who's going first? We're we're in the new studio, so like yeah. producer pigeon is actually doing it all now. So we yeah. could change up the order if we want, boys. Should we let the pigeon decide? Should, should we let the pigeon decide? Let's do it. Pigeon, who is going first? We'll let T tee it up. I like it. I like it. God, give me some thinking time after for the questions. All right, let's let's run it. Let's run the draft lottery simulator. Hit that! Oh my god! <laughs> yes, I, I retire. I'm not. Well, doing explain it ever to again. the folks what happened. Oh my god, sorry, I'm a little speechless. Everyone's just <laughs> like listening. What the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, on the podcast version, they're like, "What? What am I even listening to?" Well, I, I, I hope that they can guess. Yeah. But the number one overall pick is the San Jose Sharks, moving up nine positions. I mean, how are you for that one? I'm actually. I mean, number two, the LA Kings coming in as well. I can't really. Is that six? They moved up. Yes, six. Oh, I'll go to my San Jose, yeah, eight, because they're at nine. Los Angeles at six. And then Buffalo moving down two to third. Wow, look at that. The, the, SoCal doing well on the, How this draft. How about Seattle, day. though? Like, if they're coming into the league, they're picking fifth? <laughs> no, 
I'll still get someone sucks. good at fifth. No, oh, come on, that sucks. Well, yeah, it's a top five pick. I mean, and I'm telling you, it's this the fifth be, of the top. At five. least they didn't get hosed out of the Eric Lindros sweepstakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are some recent uh, fifth overall picks? So, first one that comes to mind, since we are in the Vancouver area, Elias Patterson. Um, you know, if I was if I was a Seattle Kraken, I'd take a guy like that on my team. And this year, we've said it time and time again. This is going to be a draft where you know. Guys who are going to be really good players are going to slide. They're going to go later. You know, maybe maybe someone who should have gone first overall is going to go fifth with the development, with the offseason, with how the pandemic's on. It's really it, – it's a lottery. <laughs> yeah, plus, you have the teams ahead of them are going to be picking, like, more than likely whoever's the top of their draft board, so San Jose, L.A., you know, and then you would have BPA, you know, best player available. That's what they're going to be selecting. I don't think they're going to yeah. be picking up on, like – Oh, I think we're going to need this. Whereas teams like San Jose might pick an Owen Power and then a Luke Hughes goes afterwards and Beneers could fall all the way to fifth. So you never know. Yeah. yeah. There, there you go. There you go. All right. Um, are we doing two each? Is, is that yeah, what let's we're do doing? two each, even though nothing's going to live up to that one. Yeah, you can't top that. All right. Producer Pigeon Hit running again. And here we go. <laughs> oh, oh, this wow. one. Now, this one is, wow. is amazing. Wow. Back to back. So, Matt, I'm getting some good ones. Arizona moves up 11 spots to take the number one pick. But of course, they do not have their pick this year. So would that mean that – oh, sorry. I'll finish off the top three. Yeah. So Anaheim is second. They move up uh, – is that two? I can't really see two. And Buffalo moves down two spots to number three. Um, so would that mean that Anaheim would get the first overall pick then, right, if, if Arizona's yep. forfeited, I'm assuming, Yeah, right? no, I would guess so. I Again, that, so, yeah, wow. So Anaheim basically wins that yeah, one. Yeah, Anaheim, Buffalo, Ottawa because Arizona, you know, Doesn't you don't count. get shit. And the San Jose Sharks stay at nine. Yes. <laughs> Oh, no, actually, actually moved, moved down, down to 10 yeah. because oh, that's uh, right. oh, Arizona was behind us. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right. Um, I guess I'm up next. Let's, uh, let's do it. Let's reset the board here, Producer Pigeon, um, and let's run it. Let's go. Let's see what we get here. Uh, if I can oh. read this correctly, it looks like Anaheim is in first overall, Chicago uh, second uh, pick, and then Buffalo in third, and the San Jose Sharks – I don't even see them on this. Ten, we're, ten. We're, we're down to 10. Can we get a zoom there, Pigeon? Chicago moved up 11 spots, by the way. That's, that's wild. That is, that is wild. Um, is that any better? Oh, no. that's look. Oh. That is night and day, folks. Blue. Working out the kinks, guys, all right? This is why we have a producer in the studio. All right, let's reset it and let's run it again. We don't kink shame here. Come on now. All right, <laughs> run it. Here we go. Uh, first overall pick, and know what, what the they just fucking what? They deserve it. The first overall pick goes to the Buffalo Sabres. The second overall pick. Now, this one is a head scratcher. The New York Rangers moving up. Is it 14 spots yeah. into the second overall spot? Why the fuck you lying? <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, after Batman says there's no, uh, it, that is not rigged. Uh, come on. The no Rangers, collusion whatsoever. No, that, that's the word I was looking for. Um, Ottawa Senators moving down one spot to third overall. And the San Jose Sharks moved down one spot uh, to 10th overall 0.5% of of that uh, of, sorry um 1.1% chance of the New York Rangers actually getting that pick in the time real yeah and then unreal. Fucking get it wow all right let's uh let's reset it again i think it's uh i think it's next turn to go it here is. on the draft lottery simulator definitely let's see is mine working it is working right all there right. we go you mean there to we zoom go. in boys there we go quick zoom does that look better can i get a mic check one too yeah no we're looking good <laughs> okay all right, let's just get this puppy on the road. All right, sim away. Ooh. All right, jumping up five spots is the Detroit Red Wings taking the first overall selection and then followed by another five spots, the Columbus Blue Jackets getting second overall. So Buffalo getting hosed and getting third and then <laughs> Ottawa, Seattle, and then Sharks stand pat at ninth overall. Not All very right. exciting. Sorry, not not too exciting. You know, if you're, if you're a Detroit fan, that's a nice draw. Yeah, definitely. Let's run this one if, more time. If any of those actually exist. But anyways, we'll move on. <laughs> Another very unexciting draft here. Ottawa moving up to take the first overall selection. And then Detroit moving up four spots to the second overall. Keeping San Jose at ninth overall. All right, Nick, keep keep it up there. Because we're going we're to do one last draw. This one is for the fans. They always do better than we for do. You so. at home, for you at I home, mean, folks. You, we cannot be, beat that first one. but No, we can't. Oh, it's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Sharky, um, Sharky's gonna click the fucking button, boys. There oh, go. there we He's go. He's ready to go. There we go. And uh, well, good aim. Um, 
Buffalo Sabres with the first overall pick. And number two, this one's interesting. The Nashville Predators moving up into second overall. Uh, what did they move up? 13 spots? Yeah, 13 yep. spots. Wow. Uh, that means San Jose drops down to the 10th overall selection. Wow. And we're going to throw all of these out of the window. That was quite the tankathon. To st- start on such a high and then some random ones in there. That was a banger. I mean, That's why we do it. We're We're at the point to where I feel like we... We want to lose as many games as possible. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I want I, that I, increase. Uh, so comments coming from Twitter. I'm in report again. Man, this guy is this guy's all up in the comments. Thanks, man, for watching. Uh, it says, it pains me to say this, but it might be time to consider listening to offers for Hurdle and Meyer. And we brought up Meyer earlier in the yeah. show. And you know what? I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not going to say that you really push to move them right now. But I think it's a possibility. Uh, he also says they could be cap casualties in the future. Um, and I also see uh, I see her, our boy SV here saying Raptors are tanking too. There you go. There we yeah. got something in common. You didn't talk Raptors. about the Raptors when he called. Good job. Shane. Yeah, you know, th- thanks for that. Shane. We appreciate <laughs> it. I know it's tough. I know it's tough sometimes. Um, um, in re- in regards our hurdle and Maya though, um, you know how you said you do have to keep that core of a team. You can't just get rid of you know everything. Um, the thing with I, f- I find is that we just we can't get rid of some guys, right? We yeah. can't get rid of Burns. We can't get rid of Carlson. We we don't want to get rid of Couture. You know, really, I know I mentioned it, but you really don't re- even want to get rid of Kane either. But everyone else, I think that, you know, that's four or five guys where you've got a couple of, you know, top end guys, a couple of guys on the back end. We don't have any goalie. I think everyone else should be kind of open season right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think I think so. Like, yeah, you're right. We we should keep some kind of a core. Well, we kind of have to. Yeah, because we of the, do because of the contract. Well, so. and the, the reason I say you want to keep some sort of a core is like you know, always looking back to the Edmonton Oilers of like, not the past five years, but bef- the decades before that, where they would get all these top draft picks and just throw them onto the team, and there was no real core of veterans to guide these guys along you need that core of veterans to guide the young guys along. it was yeah. hall eberle nugent hawkins neil yakupov and you know jeff petrie was 23 at the time too yeah so i mean great list of players incredible guys but if those guys are 19 20 21 years old and the whole team is depending on them yeah. that's that's a tough go and it's not fair on the young players either to be honest with you no no exactly and that's and that's why i mean like we can't like, and you know, those guys that I named like Burns, you know, um, Carlson, Kane, Couture, those are, those are guys that are going to be good influences. I feel, or hopefully on, on, you know, like the younger guys coming through, Yeah, you know, Hurdle, Meyer, I mean, they're, they, they, they don't scream as leaders to me. They, 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 I don't, I don't know how much they're going to take younger guys under their wing and kind of bring you know, them. They never had to. That's the thing, right? That yeah. that team has just been riddled with veterans, which is yeah. a good thing, which is why they've been competitive for so long. And now like the Pavelskis, the Thorntons, you know, Marlo's still there, but you know what I mean? It was such a huge change of leadership. Yeah. That, that's what I think. It's just kind of like these guys never got past the torch officially. It was just kind of like a huge shakeup in the off season. I, I think one guy that would, have value in a trade, but I think maybe you want to keep him around for the locker room is Thomas Hurdle because maybe he's not a leader, but I feel like that guy loosens up the room a bit. I feel like guys love playing with Thomas Hurdle, so I think he would be a good guy to keep around. Yeah, I expect more of a leadership role out of Brent Burns, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you're talking about him and Joe Thornton did like the ESPN body issue together. And, you know, he played with Pavelski since 2011 when he got traded over. Why is he not able to take up the mantle of being a leader? You know, Isha mentioned, or sorry, excuse me, uh, producer Pigeon mentioned the passing of the torch and it was just a big shakeup. Well, you expect. You expect these guys to take that step forward into those roles, you know, much like Joe Pavelski did in the 2016 season when he took on the captaincy and the, the team was just rallied around him. And, you know, Couture has been on this team since 2009. Like the, the passing of the torch should have been done through the locker room throughout the last couple of years, in my opinion, but it's not showing up. So maybe they struck out on these guys as far as like a leadership you know, aspect goes like these all these guys all just want to be alternates. They don't want to be captains. And so then you look towards a guy like Eric Carlson, who was a captain for Ottawa, and you expect him to do what Mark Stone has done in Vegas and take on the C and 
be a leader in the locker room and be a leader on the ice and hold hold your fellow teammates accountable. I mean, fuck, he's making the most money. So you'd expect him to be held in the highest regard. And so he's putting forth the effort, but it, it just feels like everyone around him, and maybe it's because he's new here and everyone else has been established for so long that they're not his players, essentially. And so there's just like too many cooks in the kitchen or not enough at this point. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see how we figure it out. And, you know, I look at Eric Carlson. I don't really see a captain in that guy. Great player and all. I don't think he'll ever, you know, wear the C in San Jose. Um, I, I think this is probably a good time to jump into tea time. Sure. What, what do you think, producer? T? I'm, I'm ready for the question. All right, boys. folks, we're going to jump right into it. Here is tea time. Good morning, asshole. And welcome to f-ing tea time with producer T. I kind of forgot about that clip to be yeah. quite honest with you when it came up. Well, it was, it was a good time. It's classic, classic, classic clip. All right, uh, producer Pigeon, you have the tea time questions teed up for producer T. What That's are a they? lot of teas, my <laughs> lord. Yeah, I should have, I should have got some green tea handy for this. <laughs> I know producer T likes the green tea. Hey-o. <laughs> um, okay, I, I just want to apologize to all the listeners. I, I usually have like six to seven lined up i don't have that many today but i got i got a few one we might have done the first one but hey if i forgot it about it it means the listeners forgot about it too okay thank you (laughs) all right number one producer t do you think sand is called sand because it's between the sea and the land Oh, I hope it is now. I mean, that, that, you know, what we need to add to the soundboard is the who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah. We, need to, we really need to add <laughs> that. Hey, make, make a list, listeners, Nick, and, you know, producer Pigeon. We'll get yeah. it done. We'll get it done. So, so give us an answer to you. can't just be like, oh, that's a, that's that's a mind a, that's bender a because this is exactly <laughs> yes, what it's supposed to be. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's go. what I'm saying. <laughs> you yeah. guys suck. Okay. Well, what, what am I going to say? No. Number two. It makes total sense. If uh, only 2% is milk, what's the other 98? I think it's, isn't it? It's not 2% milk. That's not how it works. It's 2% something else. It's 98% lies yeah. and 2% milk. Yeah. It's, it, it's low it's like, fat. It's 2% yeah, it's, fat. It's 2% fat. That's it. I knew it was some, some kind of content. 2% milk. <laughs> It's oh, man, that's incredible. Okay, and I did ask this one before, but T, this was in the first one, and T did not understand what was going on. So I'm gonna you ask think you it's going to be different this time? Yeah. <laughs> How do you throw away a garbage can? You throw it in the garbage. Uh, do you put, like, a note on it and be like, take the can too? <laughs> you know? <laughs> If you put it out on the street, you put I it out on the street, you just like, the take note it all. literally just says, <laughs> got it! You're going to have to take that to the dump, I think. Uh, that's... Well, no, just leave a note on it saying, Dude, take if I, the if whole I was the garbage you know? man and I saw that, I'd be like, yeah, fuck this guy. We got <laughs> to ask a host of uh, Fourth Line Voice, Darren. He's like, He's a garbage man in Saskatchewan, I'm pretty sure. So he'll have the hey, he's the that. perfect guy. We can bring him on. There you go. Talk First time experience. Okay, last one, producer T. Okay. Uh, why are babies in the womb for nine months, but ain't nine months old when they're born? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I think it's because yeah, <laughs> yeah they were. <laughs> hey, look, they're because uh, uh, your birthday is from your birth. Day, not oh. from your conception. See, that's not, the answers we want. You're not. You're not. It's not when your parents fuck day. It's uh, <laughs> it's birthday. You're not. Happy when your parents fuck day. Yeah. Imagine getting that on a cake. Literally. <laughs> this is the day your dad dropped a load of your mom. Well, even when she would be that, it would be like whatever day you saw the positive pregnancy. Yeah, I guess yes. so. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Unless you just well, do it once a week and you can really track it back. But I mean, science has kind of figured out when the conception date was within 24 hours. I, I don't know about these things. I, uh, do they, I do. Really, can they really within 24 hours? Yeah, they oh. told us almost the exact day. We've, we figured <laughs> it out. They can well. also tell you where. <laughs> <laughs> Motel 6, room 302. Well, well, that's what you get when you get the vaccine. The 5G chip enables a geolocation <laughs> on all future children. Oh, so. man. Uh, your boy SV, I've been drinking 100% milk. My bones are now indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> um, calcium. Oh my <laughs> god. Shane, you're a beauty. All right, that's been tea time. Thank you very much. There you go. That was tea time, and I think that was uh this episode of the Stick Hunger Podcast. What a can, what a one positive note to end this this fucking episode. What that wasn't positive? Come on, well, man. I know I just want to add one as far as sharks goes, sharks okay. news is they're right. allowing fans, oh yeah, I believe, uh towards the end of April, 
with a proof of vaccination card or a proof of negative COVID test um, slip, essentially, or, or a screening, essentially, and that they will help you get squared away. So sharks will be, or shark fans, not sharks, literally <laughs> fucking sharks, uh, will be allowed back into the uh, the shark tank. And I'm hoping to be there here relatively soon. Since It was up to 3,000, I think, right? Was it, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they're gonna do a dry run. I think that's the word that keeps getting passed around yeah, uh, with family that. members and friends to see how everything goes. Sand pigs, just no guinea, guinea pigs. Yeah, yeah, let's let's see if we can get all the players' yeah. family sick. They're first. gonna raw dog it <laughs> for the first time, and then they're gonna they're gonna Ooh. figure it out. So yeah, I'm excited for fans who haven't been able to watch, and you know myself, we're gonna try to make it down to a game. So uh, yeah, we'll but see. Those are gonna be there's gonna be some hot tickets though, eh? If there's they're such limited amounts, I mean. Yeah, but we're the Stick Hungry podcast. They'll probably give Nick a free one. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's just gonna cry. <laughs> he's just like no, no. Yeah, right. uh, did, did we bring up Nick's hat by the way on no, the live stream? I don't think that we is, did. That is a, that should. is a slick new hat you got there. Call. I need a better camera. What is what's uh, <laughs> you know, what's the signature on the lid there? Uh, you can barely see it because the light. There we there go. There you go. It's, we can SJ see it. Jay Sharky. Here, let me. Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. And then show the drip. Picture of himself. Oh, he doesn't have his headphones on. Show the drip. D- don't bro. show. Uh, don't show Steve that. He's yeah. going to snatch it from you and put it in his room. Drip. I oh. love the drip, man. That looks so good. Yeah, that's love the freak it. Jersey. Don't show Steve who's producing the show either. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, it looks like we got another uh, comment from Twitter from the I-Man report. Uh, saying first few games will be between five hundred and thousand dollars. Wow. Um, Never mind. Uh, we're not going to the Sharks game. <laughs> Does he mean five hundred and thousand people? If you folks want to donate dollars? to the Stick Hungry podcast, um, Dude, that's nuts. I don't even think Minnesota Wild tickets are that much. Do, I, I'm pretty, does he mean amount of people or dollars? Definitely dollars. dollars. That's about. Dollars are you kidding me? Thing. No, I would no, never. That, gee, those are playoff tickets Dude, in I'm any not, market. Why, yeah, okay, but why are you paying five hundred bucks to go see the Sharks? Because there's only three thousand people. Three thousand people there. That's the uh, thing. Like the demand is going to be so high, they can say, "Fuck it, we're going to raise the prices." Right? Because yeah, these people have haven't have gone to. to a game in over a year. They're desperate. I know, but desperate people are the best customers. All right. Well, on the, on the desperate customers note, uh, I think that's a. Uh, or desperate oh, people. Desperate he said people. Oh, oh, people. Oh, okay. He did say okay. people. I, okay, there we go. Thank God for that. Thank God. Sorry, for that. I'm sorry. Turns out it's actually a thousand to fifteen hundred. <laughs> um, a little low on the dollar amount there, bud. Yeah. No, I'm interested to see what the dollar amount's actually going to be. I I pictured like you know two to four hundred, kind of in that range. Yeah. That's what no, I'm that, thinking. That sounds more reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, a couple hundred bucks. Anyways, there we go. First episode in the new studio. It, uh, you know, it went pretty good. Pretty, I like we, it. We had a we had a phone call in the first episode. You know, Shane, big shout out to Shane for calling in. He'll probably call in every week, which we love. So keep oh, him coming, so. Shane. Regular callers, I love that. Bring the bring the Shane wraps back. Let's bring, go, baby. Bring the Shane wraps back. Uh, all right, boys. Let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles uh, before we jump off. You can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. And you can follow the network at HockeyPodNet. Producer T. You can follow myself at Producer underscore T-E-E. And Nick. You can follow me at Nick Floor underscore. And the, the camera, by the way, was because I had it set to standard definition. So <laughs> new computer, folks. Still working out the fucking kinks. We ain't no standard definition, folks, here. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Hey, at the end of the day, Nick, it's a podcast. You sound great. That's all we care about. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Producer Pigeon. Where can the fans find you? At producer underscore pigeon. 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 All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. (laughs) We will catch you. Actually, no, before we end off, I got to make this note. Sorry. (laughs) Wednesday. Well, it's the drop days. It's Wednesdays now, not Thursdays. We normally say we'll catch you on Thursday, but no, we will catch you on Wednesday night now. All right, folks. Have a good one. (laughs) 